0: You're listening to The Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy, where we talk sales, investing, and entrepreneurship. So I got a quote, and this one's short. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily the secret of your success is found in your daily routine. So that's John Maxwell. I can't be more excited than to have my sister, my partner in crime, Coach V Valencia Gibson on the show today. Thank you for being here.
0: Hey, thank you for having me. So excited to be here for sure. Yeah, man. I know you're
1: running and you're busy and you're killing the game. You're doing so much. I think people, the cool thing about it is God, introduces us to the world at the right season. And I I truly believe 2022 and 2023, the world's going to get to see Valencia and see all the amazing tools that she has. But her, her mental is on another level. Valencia is a realtor, coach and mentor in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She sold over 110 homes and counting and is truly passionate about helping others win and achieve their ultimate success. Valencia is a believer, educator and a lover of God's children. And she's passionate about serving and building strong communities of support. Whether those communities are virtual or physical, she is gung-ho about the overall holistic success everyone she meets. She wants to see them succeed and she wants to inspire them. But before we get into all the different things, the metaverse, selling real estate, your passion about coaching, being a mother and a, and a wife and all the things that you do at a high level, tell me your story a little bit. Just give me a quick, you know, 30, 45 second, short couple sentence rundown about who you are and how you became a real estate entrepreneur? Woo!
0: Man, you just summed me up. (laughs) (laughs) So everything you said from the mother to the wife to the, you know, coach, realtor, all of those things. Um, I got into this industry. I was inspired by a sister of mine when I was 21 years old. And she was like, you're so great with people. I think you'll be really great at this. And so I did not take it serious at first. Um, It was right before the market crash. So I think, Maybe that was a saving grace that I didn't take it serious at first. But after a while, once the market started picking back up, I started looking at it more seriously. So um, I prayed about it and was like, you know, God, if this is something you really want me to do, you know, send me somebody that'll mentor me. And funny story I always tell is I call people and we like, hey, can you mentor me? I really want to be a realtor. And I would get feedback from other realtors that was like, I'm not trying to be funny, but what would helping you do for me? How would that benefit me? And I went, woo! that was a lot to swallow. So I prayed a different prayer and I said, Lord, if this is really something that you want me to do, send me someone to serve. And that's when things began to change for me. I served a realtor out of Mansfield. I did everything for her as if I was doing it for God. And later I got my license and that was back in 2018. And since then, it's been just amazing. That's awesome. Amazing.
1: Well, I think one of the, you know, one of the big things that people struggle with is staying in the industry and being successful. And we've talked about the statistics, 50% of agents are out by year one, blah, 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 Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: you've broke the century mark on personal homes sold. I think 110, 130, something that it's, it's up there. What if if you were going to give wisdom to agents who are wanting to ascend to that kind of production as an individual agent, what would be the three things you would tell them that they need to focus on or do?
0: Number one, what I did, because I only like to speak from experience and, you know, preach what I practice. First thing, I was a part of the team. So I was able to sell 35 homes in my first year of real estate because I had that team. I had the support to be able to do that. Now, was it the best leads? Maybe not, but it taught me a very strong and consistent and persistent work ethic. Number two, once the leads start coming in, follow up, follow up, follow up. That's really all you need to know and do and stay top of mind. And then I had my repeat business and referral clients in my first year as well, which was really unheard of in your first year. You don't normally break into your repeat and referral business until you're like year three, maybe. Mm -hmm. So to start getting that repeat and that referral business, I would say the third thing was really just making sure I was consistent and that I was all that they saw. A lot of agents don't go back and circle prospect or go back to their clients. Sometimes their clients don't even hear from them or see them. And that's about, I think the statistics with NARA was about 85 to 90% of clients never hear from their realtors again.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: I just couldn't let that be me. So I had to get a plan to stay in front of my people. And to this day, most of my business runs off of referral and repeat business.
1: I love it. I love it. So I want to talk about that. What do you feel like you did different? Than most agents to keep that repeat business and those referrals? Like, was it a five star experience? Was it a repeatable checklist? What was your fundamental process that you felt like really created those referrals and, and that repeat business?
0: Number one, I was always very personable and understand, uh, understanding. I was astute in my listening. Tell so agents, you have to listen to what your clients are telling you. So, definitely the experience was the first part of it all. Mm-hmm. Creating an experience, experience, sorry about that, and a fostering an environment where they could 100% be themselves and tell me what exactly it was that they were looking for, but also not allowing it to just rest on what they wanted alone, because they're always looking for a partner to kind of bring that extra expertise. They can't see everything. They don't know what's all out there. And living in Dallas, we're a metroplex. So you could have one city that's two minutes away from the city that they really wanted to be in. So one thing the first agent ever taught me that I served was our job was to present options. Mm -hmm. So I took that to heart and I always went to give my clients options more than what they asked for. I went above and beyond. They loved that about me. Now, closing table experience. I always wanted to make sure that once we closed, they really had something to remember me by that maybe family members would ask about or something like that. So I did two different types of experiences. Number one, we started with engraved cutting boards because the heart of the home is typically the kitchen, (laughs) you know? So Mm -hmm. we would leave them engraved cutting boards, but then we would have a scripture on the back and all of our contact information. So if somebody did come and they had that cutting board on display, they asked them, oh, this is nice. Where'd you get it from? Hopefully they would flip it over and remember us. I like it. And they did so that was really great. The other is the experience to buying a home is very stressful. So I have a client gifting uh, schedule. So the way that it works is when I first start working with a client, they get a note from me. I'd share with them my, you know, how appreciative I am, how grateful I am that they are working with me. Then after that, you know, when the process starts to get deep into it, they might get, and this is really funny, I know, but it's like a a pack of aspirin or something like that. That's like, hey, you know, sometimes the process can be stressful. You know, sometimes it can be a headache. I just want to make sure that it always runs smooth and seamlessly and that you always have everything you need to bear through it. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's your pack of aspirin, right? For any headaches you might endure. (laughs) Then there's a journal that they get. So throughout the process, if they want to take note of how their experience is with, or they want to talk about it just to get it out of their head head into paper, that's my ghetto side coming out here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) onto paper, then um, they could write that in. And then the other side is that they get moving boxes that are branded. Mm. And so that's another thing too. You know, I let them know, hey, again, we're trying to tailor and foster a good experience. So here are some moving boxes from Rainbow Realty. I hope they help carry the load. Get it? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and then from there, they remember those things throughout the process and then they come back for more. And, you know, I think that's what fosters and tailors a good experience unless they say, hey, we don't need moving boxes, which most people have said that because I've dealt with like reload and things like that. But Nevertheless, they always have a really good experience.
1: Good. So you feel like your secret sauce as a realtor? I would say realtor because you hear people saying realtor. Realtor. You know, <laughs> I hate that. I had to. Had, mm-hmm. I had to get, we had to get a couple people on Clubhouse. We be we had to get a couple people on Clubhouse. But realtor, do you feel like that's your secret sauce? Just really being personable and relational and building a rapport versus the statistics? And I know you're a statistic person too, but you feel like that's really where you double down on your driver and said, Hey, I'm a relational person. So I'm gonna use that as my leverage.
0: Yeah. You know, I always come from a biblical sense of things and sweet words, kind words are like honey, right? They're really pleasing to the soul. And even when my clients, they get upset, my husband and family can attest and other colleagues, they might, I've had clients to get out of character sometimes and really I mean, blow up. And I've had people who have witnessed this to say, oh no, it, it, that couldn't be me, you know, or I would have been this, or you're so patient. It's because I understand that things can get a little crazy sometimes. And the last thing you need is one more person judging you because you're upset with the process or, you know, something's not working your way. Sometimes you just need somebody who can compassionately help you to regain your sense of peace and sanity. And then just kind of calm you down and bring you back to what's going on. And a lot of people, they love the way that I break things down because I don't just serve a deal. I educate in the process. So a lender or someone else can explain this to them four or five times. I'll come in that one time and I'll understand what they, you know, comprehend it. And then I'll fill in their understanding. And then I'll go, whoa, you know, is that all he was saying? Well, he could have just said it like that. No, he couldn't because he ain't coach B.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're known for thinking of outside the box strategies to to build your real estate sales business technology. You're always doing research. What would be three tech tools that you've used or people should be using as real estate agents to scale their business and grow? Because I know you, I know I don't want to give away the answers, but I know, Mm -hmm. I know Remind's one of them, but
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's my baby. So that's my number one. And every, not every association has them, but for the people who do have Remind, that is a major platform. Um, that has been a way that I have geoformed full neighborhoods without having to pay a service. I have found phone numbers for people without having to do an external search at times, even though sometimes you still have to do that. But that's been the thing that has helped me. Really scale is utilizing Remind for all of my needs, whether that's to find a buyer, a home that's off market, find a seller who's willing to sell their property, look up foreclosures, distressed properties, Liz Pandens, all of that stuff. So Remind is my number one tool. Every agent says CRM, CRM, CRM. But I think it's important to know what kind of CRM because there are thousands of, you know, customer relations or client relation managing tools out there. I think it's very important to have an all in one system that comes with bulk texting, bulk email, advertising, and a website attached to it. Those are really important because those are all the things in your business that help you to stay in contact with the client and then manage them successfully. Mm -hmm. So every tool I've ever had has had, it has encompassed all of those and the ability to send out monthly newsletters or top of mind things. And then I teach the agents how to. Leverage those platforms to send out do contests, to give out giveaways, to send out coupons, to keep them updated on what's happening in their community or surrounding areas and market reports. So if you have a CRM tool that that has all of those things, you can reach the masses, but they still feel like it's an individual experience. Mm -hmm. So that's two. Yeah. And then three for me would definitely be Google. Local services. I tell people about this all the time. Google is a client tool for all things from email to their cloud drive that they have to, you know, the way they advertise our businesses, their search engines, everything. So from your phone to your laptop, you can run a full business on Google suites and Google services mm. alone. Wow. So they manage my domain, my emails, the, you know, like I said, my drives. My local services, my business—you know—mapping my business, or getting to it, or even the reviews, or the ratings—all those things.
1: All in one. Those
0: are the three main tools. Mm
1: -hmm. No, I love it. So, can you spell Remind out? Because I know people are going to say, "I heard it, but which one is it?" Spell out Mm -hmm. Remind, and then R
0: E M I N E. So that's R E M I N E.
1: R E M I N E. It's a M is a Mary. Yep, it's a I N E. Yep, real estate tool, but it's not a CRM and it's not a website. So, what is it
0: then? So, it's pretty much in the name. Mm-hmm. So, if you think of re and then you think of mining, like when you're mining for diamonds or you're mining for gold or something like that, it's like a real estate mine. Mm-hmm. It literally holds all information about properties and all of the areas where it's available and probably extends beyond that because I've been able to pull property history in other states. Wow. And I'm in Texas. Wow. And so it holds ownership information, um, county appraisal district, you know, information, mortgage information. You can see what interest rates a client locked into. You can know how much they owe on their mortgage before you make a visit to them. You can know what's imminent domain and what's residential and what's business, it it shows you so many different things. You can mine for cash buyers and see what cash buyers have purchased in the communities that you're prospecting, all of those things.
1: So it's mining, mining data. So you have the mining data, then you have the CRM, which is the customer relationship management software, and Google Suite will be the three tools that you would suggest real estate agents using.
0: Yep. Organic way to generate income, greatest return on your investment you can have, in my opinion.
1: So I wanted to give you all some tools because Coach V she has way more, but I wanted y'all to hear those three. If you aren't using those, slow down, take your time, do your research, go check them out. You threw out something earlier I want to circle back on. Two things you said is people focus because I'm very astute at listening. And we always talk about this in Clubhouse. Shameless plug, me and Coach V are in Clubhouse Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 8.30. And it's an amazing real estate room. You should come check it out if you're not in there. J- jump on the Clubhouse app. We're in there especially if you got questions from this episode that you want to dive deeper with her, she'll be on the stage. But you said, don't just. So I I wrote down something. It's a quote that I have is I always say, don't listen to reply. Listen to understand. And I think in order to be a really good professional in sales, you got to listen to understand because you can tell those people that are robotic in scripts. They don't even want to let you finish. They're already trying to reply because they just want to get to the next part of the process. And that's not how it works. So let's walk through that with me real quick on why you should really focus on listening in order to be a great salesperson?
0: Because sometimes when you're listening, you hear things that they're not saying. You hear your personal experiences as well. And then you hear the experiences of other clients that you have served. Then when you listen like that, it helps you to navigate the terrain of what they're trying to do much more. You know what? That's not going to go together much easier. Let's just say it that mm-hmm. way. You're able to really tell what is it that they really want. Because if I'm listening to a client and a client's really big on, I want a great school district. I want a lot of land. I want something that's going to be affordable to our budget or whatever they're saying. Right. Then they start kind of implementing little things about their family, things about their children, things about diversity, things about, you know, amenities in the community. Then you start thinking of other neighborhoods that you know that encompass those type of features, but they're just in a different area. You think about driving distance. If I say to you, so tell me, what do you want to be close to? And you tell me no more than a 30 minute drive. That's why I chose this area. Mm. Then sometimes to me, I listen to you and then it clicks in my head. Oh, so you chose that area because you felt like it had these amenities and it was within a 30 minute drive. Well, hey, I've got another community that's within a 30 minute drive or maybe 35 minute drive, but it has all of those amenities and more and the price points are affordable. Mm -hmm. Would you consider it or can I take you there?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's how you really bring value. And we're always talking about USP, unique selling propositions. So one of the tools I want to talk about, and then we're going to pivot and, and get into some other stuff that you're working on. You threw out circle prospecting. <laughs> Give me the meaning of what circle prospecting is for real estate agents or even investors or wholesalers or whatever. What is circle prospecting? And is there a tool that you can use to circle prospect?
0: So I look at circle prospecting in two different ways. The main definition for Circle Prospecting is going back to all of those leads that you have that maybe they didn't convert right away. Maybe they needed some time. They went into your nurture categories. I've even been able to pull out people who I archived because they said they had another realtor. And so, you know, I kept them on a campaign that said working with another realtor. And then I came back when I saw that they were engaging with my site and just reached out to them to see how the process was going. Mm. Listening ear, helping hand. I don't want to try to prospect them if they're still working with another realtor, obviously, and they're in agreement. But if they're in my archive and it's been more than, say, maybe three, four months, I'll circle back around and see how things are going. And I've been able to actually acquire clients who were like, well, I never found the house and the agreement with that agent expired and we're still looking or we're still interested in selling. However, so I was able to circle prospect by going back to all of the leads that were coming in. I never really let them fall to the ground. I keep them on a campaign. And then every month I make it my duty to actually reach out again, unless they said they had a realtor already. Then I give it a little time and let it lapse in between and let the working with another realtor campaign continue. Mm. Then there's the second part of that, which is prospecting my clients that I've already served. How are you? How are things going? How are the kids? I make special notes when I meet my clients. Do they have kids? Do they have pets? Do they have parents? Because things change. Kids get older, parents move in, and then they need extra space. I sold them a four-bedroom house with an office. All the rooms were already accounted for. Their parents aged, and now they moved into that four-bedroom house with the office, and they are utilizing the office for the kids and allowing the parents to have one of the children's you know, rooms, right? Mm-hmm. So are you considering upgrading and getting a bigger house? If we can make it make sense with your budget and your equity. Mm
1: -hmm. That makes sense.
0: And then that brings out a new client. That's good. Well, same client, but new journey.
1: Yeah. New, new motivation, new path, Mm -hmm. new new thought. Yeah, that's good. And that's some really good information. So I want to pivot because you right now are one of the top attractors, up and coming attractors, young attractors at EXP. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like people are joining your organization? And what do you feel like? What sets you apart? as a sponsor, as a certified mentor, as a coach at eXp?
0: I think because I'm not racing or rushing to fill my plate, I'm pacing myself and being patient in the process. And I'm attracting people who are either like-minded or they're aspiring to be. So that makes a difference because then people don't come in with unrealistic expectations when they're you know joining me. They come in understanding that this process takes time that we have to work through, you know, some things that we have to set your foundation that, you know, this is a marathon. Right. And so when you have people like that, you have a lower turnover Mm. because I think sometimes if you just run to the races and you just run after numbers, 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 which we're all in sales, sometimes that's what it's all about. You get all of these turnovers and you have to spend your life trying to replace people. Whereas Mm. if you pace yourself, you're patient and you attract people who understand it's a process, then they're all in. And they want to work with you because they know that you're going to educate them and you're going to set up their foundation, right? So that when the time comes, you know, and they get ready to do deals or they get ready to do, you know, their events or they're attracting people, then they know that they're a part of a place that believes in building the foundation first mm-hmm. and then bringing everything together.
1: It makes sense. That's good. Well, there's a reason why your are Coach V. You know, people are seeing what the knowledge you have and the genuineness and the The way that you approach every topic so that's really good so we have this one section called coming in hot coach v i'm finna give you a challenge okay it's like running it's it's like running it's like running a (laughs) 40-yard dash now okay ready go college degree or no college degree
0: no college degree what's
1: your greatest challenge as a child Growing up. What was your first attempt at entrepreneurship? Real estate. What was the worst real estate advice you've ever received?
0: Don't remember their birthdays. Just make a deal.
1: And who is the person that made the biggest impact on your
0: career? The Adrian Sweat, my sister.
1: 24 seconds. 24 seconds. You probably would have broke that the, hell the, the other time and I would drop the damn ball. <laughs> but no, that's good, man. Wow. Coach yeah. G, she's in the record books. She, let's go. She's in the record books. Love it. All right. I, I'm going to throw some more stuff at you. You got time?
0: Yeah. Let's okay. Go.
1: What do you feel like is the one thing that's coming into the industry that's not on people's radar that should be on their radar?
0: You know what? I'm kind of stumped there because there's so many things I'm thinking about at one time mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things, but I go back to building that foundation again, right? So one thing should really be on their mental is having a good foundation, a good company, I don't think it's on their radar to join companies like EXP. How about that?
1: So they need a because, mentor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They need a good, you know, mentor for sure. But I go back to the company because there are so many things that traditional brokerages don't offer that our brokerage does that if I, I wish I would have known about earlier because then I could have probably been a lot more equitable than, you know, I am now. Even though I can't really go into details about that. It's just so many benefits that being a part of a good great real estate company offers that most of these companies don't. So I think it really needs to be on a new agent's radar to get somewhere where they benefit from doing what they love every day or what they're learning, shall I say?
1: Yeah, they always say there's really three ways. You're either building someone else's business for them mm-hmm. or you're building your own business or you've partnered with them and, they, and they've given you an opportunity to build the business together.
0: And that's what we're doing every day, partnering yeah. with a company that's given us an opportunity to build, to build, build yeah. the business
1: T- to build it together, yeah. So you're either building theirs, or you're building your own, or you're building it together. And we all know you can go further with the right people. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of quick, but they're not the they're not the coming in hot. But mm-hmm. so these next three is what's the what's the secret to good time management? Ooh,
0: definitely. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> time blocking for sure. Time blocking, best thing I ever learned. Uh, as a matter of fact, Terrence, you taught this to us. I was already doing this, but then I became more intentional with that three two one zero system. That was powerful. It has helped me really keep my time together. So I have a calendar that has eight colors, um, starting with the seven in the rainbow and then black for the things that, you know, are optional for me. And everything's color-coded. Everything's detailed out and it's uh, on a legend for my assistant. So whenever we schedule appointments that match those color codes, we put them on a calendar. And then I know what I need to be really focusing on based on the color, you know, and the priority of where I've set that on my calendar. And so that has been one thing that has really blessed me. I've always did time management on a calendar. Like I said, I use Google for everything. But once I started actually color coding it, it started increasing and then decreasing urgency where need be.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that was the big thing I was always trying to get across to you guys, like, Find a system that works and you already have something that works. But man, when you can look on your calendar and see, okay, this is green. This is okay. Mm -hmm. I know orange is for my family. I know green is this. I know graphite gray is for Murphy signature homes. Yellow is T and five. And you really kind of start managing that in a visual manner. It just takes up the retention. It's the same hack I said on hell, the first episode, when you're reading books, read one, have a tangible book in hand, have it on your audible, then highlight and you start hearing it, seeing it and doing it or you're writing it, your attention goes out the roof.
0: It's mm, awesome.
1: And so that's kind of how I was thinking through the management piece. So what's the secret to to good branding? Like when you think about branding and, and, and as a real estate entrepreneur, why do you feel like some realtors, investors and entrepreneurs have built really good brands?
0: So, you know, this is my, now this is my baby right here. This is my field. <laughs> um, I'm always sharing people, sharing with people about branding because I think one of my favorite types of branding is like placement marketing, right? And being able to have your brand everywhere, whether that's on your clothes, on your vehicles, you know, on buildings, if you have office buildings, just front and center and everything and uniformity. One of the things I feel like that makes most of the big brands so successful is that they corner every single type of branding. They go, it's like they do the ABCs of branding and they say, where, where is everyone? And wherever they are, that's where I want to be. And that's what I want to be clear. And they're very clear on their branding. And it's very clean. And it's very easy to remember. Everybody might not remember uh, Rainbow Realty, but they know me. They they know like that's the Rainbow Realty. Or that's the Rainbow Girl. Like I have people walk up to me in my city all the time. I'm real big on being a digital mayor as well. And what that means is to everywhere you can be digitally, be there. So if it's on social media platforms where everyone is, you know, have a page, a professional page for that, and then have marketing going. You don't have to have a big budget to run social media ads. You can do a nominal, you know, budget of eight to maybe even $10 a day and run it so many days, but at least run it so that people are seeing it. So, you know, brand needs to be clean. Your brand needs to be uniformed. Your brand needs to be everywhere where people are. If you can get it there, then, You know, once people realize who you are and what you do and they start start subscribing to your services, you can reinvest that capital. Mm. But, you know, you want to build a band, a brand that's powerful and potent to your audience, then you need to be uniformed. So you'll never go on my Instagram, my Facebook, you know, Google, you know, my postcards, my business cards and see different images. They're all the same across the board.
1: Yeah. Love it. Wow. Now you got me thinking. Because, you you know, branding is something I'm passionate about, too. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the moonshot. That's our part of the podcast where it's like, you know, Elon Musk to the moon. So what is your moonshot? What's your goal or dream or idea one day that people think is impossible and crazy? But it's your moonshot. Like one day this can happen or this is going to. What's your what's your moonshot?
0: One day I'm going to speak all over the nation and coach and educate, you know, on the knowledge and the experiences that i have been able to have in real estate and in re- in my relationships everybody knows me to be uh the encourager the cheerleader the supporter i am 100% across the board you see now i'm always this way sometimes slang sometimes proper it's just who i am yep. so if i can live out my life and my experiences and you know my personality and who I am and bring that to speaking engagements all over, that's what I want to do. That's my moonshot. Wow! I want to encourage, I want to inspire, I want to educate and impact lives for the rest of my life until I roll over.
1: There it is. There it is. So we have every one of our guests bring a book that has either impacted them that they've read or one that they wrote. And you brought a book, So tell me why you suggested it's the Females entrepreneurial Playbook. Tell me about this book and why, you know, it's made an impact in your life.
0: So I met a young lady named Tamara Andrus. She's an influencer and she came and spoke at a conference called Because of You. And she was very poised in her approach, but just free. And I wanted to know what was that? Energy behind her. So I started researching her, looking her up. You know, uh, she asked to do an appointment with me one day. And I was just like, man, you know, I know we're going to be more than friends. (laughs) Like, we're going to change the world together, is how I felt after seeing her speak. So I ended up seeing that she was a co author in this book, along with some other ladies. And I decided to do kind of a book club thing with one of my co-hosts and partners to a podcast that I host. And we, every night we read for, it was supposed to be 30 minutes, but sometimes it would turn into an hour because the book was so good. And we read it together and there were all of these women. And I say, it's called the Female Entrepreneur's Playbook, but it really can inspire men as well. Everybody talked about their experiences, their failures. If they had 30 days, If they lost it all, what would they do in 30 days to rebuild their life? And that was the most intriguing part of that book to me because everybody shared a pattern. But the what they shared was so powerful that it was like you could build your business faster than 30 days there. So imagine losing it all in 30 days. But one person says, I'd start a master class teaching what I know and what I'd learned. And then you think about how many people there are on the face of planet Earth, how many people that are in that specific niche, how many people would be willing to take a master class solving a pain point that they had. And then they're just buying that on, you know, Square Pay or something like that. So one lady said that she literally had done that before and she woke up the next morning. I think it was to something along the tune of 90,000 to 100K or something like that. But imagine having that before 30 days is up.
1: Yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah. So that's a good book. All right, Coach V, where can people find you? And what's your final thoughts for the audience?
0: The Real Rainbow Realtor. You can find me at the Real Rainbow Realtor on Instagram, Facebook, or you can just email me at Valencia Rainbow Realty dot com. And final thought to the audience. Hold this on, is v. something
1: Before oh. you go final thought, I wanna I wanna why Rainbow Realty? Just real quick for your brand. Why why rainbow Covenant? Rainbow? Okay
0: Covenant. So I believe that everything I've ever achieved and everything I have ever gotten was because God's promises are true. And that when I ask him, he answers. And it truly is true what the word of God says in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, which I bear proudly even on my shirt, that God's promises are yes and amen. And so the rainbow was a signal of promise, you know, after the Noah's Ark and, you know, encircling and encompassing his throne and all of these different things. And plus on top of that, I am also an all-inclusive person. I believe everybody needs to be loved. So I win people with love. It's what I do. There you (laughs) go.
1: I wanted to slide that in there before your final thought. Mm -hmm. Thank you for letting me do that.
0: Thank you. So my final thought, I profess this, I'm all about this, is there's a whole bunch of realtors out out in this world. As a matter of fact, there's a whole lot of entrepreneurs out in this world, but there's only one you and that's what people really want.
1: There it is. Well, thank you, V. That's great, man. Great, great episode. I know a lot of people are going to be inspired by your story. She already told you where you can find her, but let's, 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 let's put that plug in there again. We know she in Clubhouse Monday through Friday because she's jumping in there with me. So y'all need to come check us out on the stage. A lot of information. Power up for real estate entrepreneurs. Monday through Friday. It's a free app. Just download it. Look up Valencia, look up Terrence, and then just follow us and then it'll literally ping you when we go on the stage and speak. So check us out in there, but give us one more plug where they can find you and then we'll get out of here.
0: The Real Rainbow Realtor on Instagram and The Real Rainbow Realtor on Facebook. And again, you can always email me at Valencia at Rainbow Realty dot com.
1: There it is. Thank you, V. Thank you. Proud of
0: you. So am I, man. You deserve all your roses. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to TerrenceMurphy.com.